It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Pozzo in Brunswick and Putzgrave. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pat the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 23 of the Kennelkoff podcast. It's our second last episode for this season, for the men's season anyway. My name's Caleb Scanlon and joining me in the studio is Neve Felton. Neve, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Um, what did you What did you make of the game on the weekend? It was so bad. <laughs> it was just the worst. I think the thing was like, oh, this won't be one for the time capsule or something. Yeah. And I was like, I got to agree there. It's a good way to put it. I I watched the whole. Th- oh, actually, no. I went and <laughs> I went away for half time and half of the third quarter because <laughs> I had things to do. But I came back and I watched the end, which I feel is commendable. Yeah, I respect that. You even discouraged me from going back and rewatching the game. That's mm, don't do it. <laughs> it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> we got the win anyway, so exactly. we'll take it. Um, let's jump into some pup dates, as we do every week. The first one was an article about our friend of the pod, Fergus Green. Uh, fresh out of the Herald Sun, which is always awesome. Yeah. So I somebody posted this in the forum, and then I copied it into a Google <laughs> Doc, because I don't have Herald Sun access. So Refuse to support News Corp and Rupert Murdoch? It, well, not... I mean, yes and no. I do... We have Fox Cell at home, so I feel like I'm not completely exempt from that, but, you know... It all evens out. Like, we all... It's impossible not to support... Yeah, yeah exactly. ...the media giant Society that is News Corp. Society poison. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, saying about how we have locked away late bloomer Fergus Green for the next season um, as the club inches closer to decisions on five free agents. I actually was meant to catch exciting. up with Fergus on oh. like Ooh. two Tuesdays ago and that was he was like, I've got a meeting with my manager and I jokingly said, I'll make sure you add a few extra zeros on the end of your contract. Don't Maybe know? he did. Well, you only got a one-year contract. Like, throw another year at him. Yeah, well, I guess it's a rolling thing. Yeah. I did see, like, on the article, it was, like, comes from obscurity mm. or something. And I was like, no respect. <laughs> from Sam Landsberger at the Herald Sun. If you hadn't been listening to the Kennelkoff podcast. Exactly. And he could have had a much more um, intricate tapestry of an article if he had gone through, done a bit of um, research. But it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, un- we're the underdogs. It's like they're talking about his dad, Chris Green. Like, come on, we've been over this. Yeah, exactly. We we have a very close relationship <laughs> with Chris. So, you know, it's all good. But, no, it was pretty exciting. I think he's been looking pretty, like, really solid the last three games. Yeah. Uh, three games? He's played four now. Um, but that game against uh, North Melbourne, where he had, like, five scoring shots, could have 
kicked one four or something and one out on the full. So yeah, I think he just has <laughs> been at the kennel too long. And exactly, he's, he's got the straight. Western Bulldogs kicking curse, which uh, seems to be kind of prominent with all the players. Mm. Oh, uh, it was a good article from the Herald Sun. The next one uh, was about <laughs> the property Stewart. Uh, this property Stewart is. His name's completely slipped my Jayden mind now. Jaden, uh, yeah, Jaden Shea. Or but she, I don't know. It happened. I don't know. Yeah, S H E A. Something I reckon Shea. But um, what did he do? He put like some fish on all the players' cars because. No, so yeah, it was um, they he left his uh, window wound down <laughs> in the car park, so people put rubbish in it. <laughs> um, and then he wanted to find out who it was, um, and went over the CCTV uh, yeah. CCTV footage. Yeah, and he went to the he went to Footscray Market and bought a fish, and stuck it on the back of the car. I think it was, it was Lin Jong. Okay, I couldn't remember whose car it was on, but yeah, Lin Jong had a fish taped to his car, and that's. I mean, all those rumours of infighting have really come yes. to a head here. That's why I put it on the run sheet because I wanted to apologise. <laughs> For always... Um, Sorry, Damien Barrett, you were right. There yeah, was, for there always... There is infighting. Yeah, shaming various <laughs> journalists saying that we had infighting when it's clearly true. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It all sort of makes sense now. Um, Jaden Shea is the guy that is always in all of their Instagram stories, and it took me so long to work out who, who he was. He was and yeah. What, but yeah, property steward. Must be a quite an important role at the dogs. Yeah, I mean, if you get to hang out with them all the time. And he helps coach um, the VFOW, yeah, I think, I, as I well. I saw him, like, leading the team address at three-quarter time yeah. off the Instagram. I yeah. was like, I want to be the property steward. <laughs> yeah. I, actually did, I actually did apply to be the VFOW property steward, which is a this. volunteer role, and I applied to Jaden himself because that's how you, how, who you had to email. Never got back to me. I was like, this is some BS. Did you Just mention that you... Just trying to follow in his footsteps. From Eltham? Did you put that on there at all? Yeah, or? we're like, oh, he used to play in the Amos with my friends. Um, I don't want to speak ill of him, but according to them, never got a hard ball in his life, <laughs> is what I was told, because I was a bit upset that I didn't get the job, um, and that was how I was... Comforted by the yeah. fact that he's never got a hard ball in his Apparently. life. But, you know, not to speak ill of, obviously, a great bulldog man behind yep. the scenes, or in the scenes, <laughs> as it is, but, um, yeah, that's just... Obviously, whoever is the VFL property steward, I wish you the best of luck, and I'm sure you're doing a really good job. <laughs> uh, the next update was from afl.com.au, and it was all about Billy Gowers, titled How One Young One Young Dog Is Breaking the Mould. Um, yeah, which I thought was cool. Also, I noticed the influx of articles about our players now mm. that we've won a few games, so that's exciting. Do you reckon they've like had these ones written up and they've just had them on the back burner so when the dogs hit form they're like all right let's put out this article about billy gowers because there was a few weeks there where billy gowers was like the hot ticket and everyone was writing articles about him yeah i almost reckon well maybe they wrote it and then like was like oh you know oversaturation of the market i've got a uh, this isn't a niche angle anymore Mm, because it's adrian johnson Mm. there's nothing like there's nothing new from the article like this could have been posted oh, this, a couple of weeks ago. I think um, they did the one of uh, um, Ferg like dancing True. after the game, which was pretty funny. Mm. Yeah, here well, we go. Gowers also snapped green, performing an audacious self choreographed routine following last weekend's thrilling win over North Melbourne because this came out um, after we did the podcast last week. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. It's just about Gowers' Instagram. Pretty mainly. much. 
I mean, imagine um, the research that they've put into this have just gone onto his um, Instagram. That would 100% be like if <laughs> I could have a job, it would be just writing articles about players' Instagrams because they spend a lot of time. It's like the Daily te- uh, Daily Mail of yeah, AFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just doing. But I think um, if I was Shane Biggs and <laughs> Billy is getting articles written about his Instagram, I would be pretty <laughs> disappointed. I would be like, what about me? Like, I've been putting in the hard yards for years now. Yeah. You know, he's he's on the cusp of getting delisted. <laughs> and he hasn't, like, he hasn't... Because I saw there was a um, poll on the AFL's Twitter, like, a couple of weeks ago that was, like, um, which player has the best Instagram? Mm. And it was, like, Nick Nat and, like, all that... Or, like, best social media or something. And, like, Nick Nat was up there and stuff like that. Dangerfield like, would have been on there, yeah. Yeah, like, those, like, charming media presences. Mm. And somebody was like, oh, what about, um, what about Bigsy. Biggs? What about Shane Biggs? And I gotta say, but you know, he's like the underground, like the niche. That's it. You know, nobody's, um, you know, Gowers is like the mainstream mass media, and you've got like Shane Biggs, who is like, you know, independent. A hundred percent underground. It was like Vice before it, like, yes, full blown <laughs> weird or something. Um, the next pop date was more recently post, uh, posted yesterday in The Age about Caleb Daniel going... It's titled, Caleb Daniel Goes Down Back to Go Back Up, just to confuse myself. Yeah, um, nice. Let me just sketch I kind of get it. He goes down back to go back up. He got himself back up, yeah. Um, what have you made of his recent shift into the back line, and do you want to see more of it? Yeah, I like it. Um, I've seen... I like him doing the kickouts. Yeah, so big fun. fan. I love it. Um, he's somebody that would... Actually, he's got a pretty long kick, though. Like, I was like, because you know how they're gonna they're trialing that like extra long goal square. Mm. Yeah, but imagine like little Caleb in this like massive <laughs> goal square it would be pretty funny. But um, no, I think it's good. I think he's been doing a really good job. He doesn't necessarily like play defensively, and sometimes I think he ends up having to man up on somebody that like is completely outsized him. Yeah. But I think for the most part, it's he's doing really well. Um, and he's saying that he's loving it. Good. Um, it's a little bit of a change-up, and it's keeping things fresh and interesting. Because, yeah, I guess he's, like, being used closer, like, on the half-forward line. Now he's being used on the half-back. Um, I mean, he had 23 disposals last week, you know, which doesn't sound that impressive after you've got 40, exactly. but when still, like, yeah. insane numbers. Like, 23, you'd be... If I saw, like, oh, yeah, okay, down to 23 disposals, I'd be like, neat, that's awesome. Um... He says it says he hasn't ever played in the back line. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's not like he used to do it as a junior, and they're mm. like, "Oh, let's go back and see how you go." I know in the in the Kangaroos game they were labelling him as a bit of a, like a quarterback, which I think just implies that he sets up the play and like. Okay, cool. I'm which, glad to explain that. Yeah. I don't understand anything. I think that's what that was implying that, um, like he sets up the play off the back line, and because he is such like a, a safe user of the ball. I think it's a good move. Yeah, and he makes like really it. good decisions. So, mm. like, coming out of defensive 50, I think it's nice to have someone that you're kind of like, okay, like, most of the time, this is going to go okay, like, sort of thing. You yeah. Know? Um, next pop date was to do with the Western Bulldogs reconciliation action plan. Um, and we've got this clip here from Mangrook Footy Show that sort of details what it's all about. Uh, let's have a listen to that. 
Now, yesterday, I had the pleasure of helping the Western Bulldogs launch the club's first ever reconciliation action plan. Now, the first step in a journey, a very important journey too, the RAP will help the club design programs that will directly assist people living in and working in the community. And the Bulldogs should be congratulated for their vision for reconciliation, recognising the cultures, histories and contributions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and makes me proud to be a doggy supporter. Well done, dogs. Good move on the doggies' behalf. We touched on it earlier in the season. I can't remember when or what the circumstances were, but I think it might have been NADOC week or Indigenous round when we are talking yeah. about it. Great move from the dogs. It's probably... It's like the first step to like get yeah. stuff. I mean, it is a plan, so it's like, this is what we're going to do, these are the steps we're going to take, and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, sort of highlights the doggies as a like a community club, yeah. which is something that they've and always they really prided, them, prided yeah. themselves on. Yeah, they had like a little clip on 360 last week of because um, like it was something somebody had a press conference afterwards, and um, it was funny because um, uh, I think Bob was there, but he was just like sitting next to Roz, the mm. myotherapist. Roz, yeah, 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 I know Roz. Yeah. yeah, one time I saw her walking down the street in South Melbourne. And Say hey. I was no, I was like too <laughs> starstruck. I was like, oh my god, it's Roz, and. Um, it was a very exciting time for me. And I couldn't, like, I wanted to get, I had my Bulldog string pulled in my bag and I wanted to get out and show her, but I was, like, too, <laughs> Take a very too big slow gulp on of the water. uptake. Yeah, and it'd be like, ugh, like, really obviously. But um, that was pretty exciting. That was an exciting time for me. But anyway, but, yeah, he was just, like, sitting there. And I'm like, does Bob just hang around the club? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, he's like, oh, guys, like, my security card isn't letting me in the building. And they're like, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> Like, you need to go home. And he's just, like, rocking up every day. Yeah. And just, like, let him in because they feel bad for him. Although, Bob, it would be a busy man. He's got his podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, do they like record that at the club? Well, they say it's recorded in a caravan, but I think that's, like, a running gag. Maybe it's a caravan outside in the car park. <laughs> yeah. He can't get into the building because he doesn't work there anymore. But, um, yeah, going back to the point, mm. reconcilia- reconciliation action plan, um, I feel like it's just the first... Oh, and the thing that... Yes, I remember there was a thing I was going to say. Um, we're going to start having, like, acknowledgements of country at the start of, before home games. Oh, Comes terrific. up on the screen. Yeah, which I noticed other teams have done. I think North yeah. Melbourne does it. Somebody was saying at their game. And, like, when I went up to Brisbane last year um, at the Gabba, they did it, which was pretty cool. They had, like, a whole thing. The Brisbane home games are actually sick. Right. Anyway, if we, I was really disappointed that we're not playing another game um, up in Brisbane this year because when we went it was really good I think the Gabba's the only um, sporting venue that I've never been to I think I've been to all of them maybe not Optus <laughs> in, Stadium in the whole world <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> it's Australia. the only sporting venue I've never been to I've been to all sporting venues the, uh, the only major sporting like venue like AFL uh, yeah so now that and, I've and said New it New Perth Stadium I haven't been you to New Perth new I haven't been to Cairns there. haven't been to TIO or whatever yeah. Darwin, yeah, I that was retract good. retracted my statement. That's um, okay. I've no, never been to the Gabba. That was the main. Never point. been to the Gabba. Okay. <laughs> um, next no, update nice. was Luke Beveridge saying that he would be pretty disappointed if Carlton uh, got a priority pick, which I like over us. Over us, correct? Yeah. I mean, not like instead of us, uh, like before us in mm. the draft order. That's so, like, we're sitting thirteenth, so that'd mean we'd be have like pick six, and then I think Gold Coast will get compensation for Tom Lynch so that bumps it to pick seven and then hypothetically if Gold Coast and Carlton get their two priority picks then uh, we're looking pick nine pick ten which is pretty well yeah it's pretty disappointing in the words of Luke Beveridge 
My my theory with this is I don't mind Gold Coast getting compensation picks, but I don't know whether I support Carlton getting a compensation I pick. I couldn't give less of a rat's toss bag in <laughs> rat's the words, <laughs> of Michael Blight about Carlton. Like, they're a massive club. That's it. Had a lot of success in the past, actively flaunted rules, mm. got in trouble for it, are paying the price. Yep. All the supporters on the weekend didn't know anything. <laughs> they boo Marcus Bontepelli. I just Ugh. really don't care about them, to be honest. Um, also, like that's I think the point you make about <laughs> <laughs> the point you make about them having a big fan base. I always reckon if the AFL give Gold Coast a priority pick, Carlton will th- throw their hands up and be like, well, what about us? We've finished, we've got the wooden spoon if you're giving Gold Coast one. I yeah. think that would be really shit because, like, they have got a fan base. They're a different club to Gold Coast. I don't mind if Gold Coast get one, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. my stance is that fold the Suns and move <laughs> them to Tasmania. But, like, um, yeah, I just don't... I just have very little sympathy. I think, like, I think part of the reason that Carlton is having a bad time as well was because I had like a really weird culture there like yep. really like boys club like um sort of thing so like yeah what's you know. uh what's getting one priority pick gonna do yeah exactly and they waste their picks anyway yeah. so mm, I don't know it's like I like Brendan Bolton I like some of the players but it's just kind of like I don't I don't care enough for them to get a pick ahead of us yep. especially I can just see them like getting the pick and then picking someone that we might have wanted or something. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done that much reading into the draft, um, funnily enough. But it's just like... Meh. Yeah, exactly. Um, VFL Women's Review, the girls went down, mm. unfortunately. But our interview, our bonus episode last week, it was Sarah Jolly, got the most disposals for us, which is... Yep. Uh, which is always awesome because... Yeah, 19 disposals was the highest of the team. Nice one. So, you know, just coming on the kennel cough, it just gives you that extra extra boost. Two from two. First Greeny came on and he... Yeah, we just have to... Only Lewis Young 10 needs years to play another yeah, game it. and then we can really start to um, <laughs> um, make assumptions... True. ...of our limited influence. But, um, yeah, it was weird. Like, in the last... We had those... I think it was six wins in a row. Mm. And now it's just like... Yeah. Gone down. We lost to... It was at Melbourne Uni that we lost to, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a shame. But Hannah Scott returned, which is good. She kicked a goal. Um, McLeod was the only other goal kicker. Uh, Ashley Guest had 18 touches. And next week is the last game because we're, yeah. we're, we're out of finals. Yeah, they only have top... I think we talked about it last week. They yeah. only top four in the VFOW, which Damn. is something. Yeah. But That's then something. it's top two in the AFLW, so... Yeah, look, that's that's you true. You get twice as many games. Hmm. I don't know. Versing um, Darabin at Bill Laurie Oval. Which is walking distance from West Garth or Dennis Station, depending nice on where you're coming from. Um, Hersey line till I die <laughs> on the Hurstbridge line. Um, if you're coming from Hurstbridge, if you're city bound, get off at Dennis. <laughs> if you're Hurstbridge bound, get off I at really Westgarth. thought this through. Yeah, I spent a lot of time mm. on that train, so I am <laughs> all over this. Great. Uh, yeah, it's what I'm saying is it's there. very accessible. It's a nice oval. Last time I was there, they had a little coffee cart outside of it. It was like a Jeep 
or something. And it was like hipster enough, but Sick. also like not. So it wasn't, you didn't feel alienated by it. They yep. had burgers mm. and hot dogs. Oh, and they have, um, I think it's like a beer from Coburg. Coburg cool. Bitter or Coburg Lager or something. It's a sort of free promotion. Nice. nice beer that they got there. So. So it's just a yeah. I, I think you need to strike up like a deal with the VFL Women's and review all canteens. Oh, uh, I host, would, like the hospitality of each. That's gonna be my two jobs. Gram. Me, I'm gonna review all the players' Instagrams <laughs> and I'm gonna review all the VFL State League canteens. Lovely. Good play there by Trin, uh, Tim Tringrove, brother, to Ed Richards. Beautiful. Looping run. Here it comes. Marcus Bontempelli. Over he goes to McRae. Little chip kick. Johannesson. Game over. Doggies are home. Well played to kick the last four. And Johannesson. I think Beveridge said that that was the the one highlight of the game. That was JJ's goal. Or maybe not the one highlight, but like Mm, the best piece of play from the game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was pretty nice seeing uh, Ed Richards stream through the middle as he's done a couple of times this season. Somebody, oh, somewhere somebody described it as like poetry in motion. I think it would have been the Bulldogs Twitter account. (laughs) And I was like, wow, beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye. Um, And my mum walked into the room and she was like, that is the best hair colour ever. (laughs) She's going to get really mad at me for making her voice sound like that but that is okay because it's true what she said in that it is quite a nice hair hair color um what did you make of the umpiring um not good but i feel like the whole weekend it was bad so maybe the umpires they're tired they're waiting for the end of the season yeah it's their end of season two like they're planning that they're mad monday (laughs) like wouldn't that be wild yeah wow um (laughs) (laughs) but um Yes, the umpiring, not good, but I feel like it was kind of both ways. But yep. then the Carlton supporters were very, like, Bronx cheering when they would get a free kick, but they got some really clutch ones. And they're all like, oh, I saw somebody being like, oh, you can put your house on Bontempelli for the Brownlow. Like, he gets taken care of Ugh. so nicely by the umpires. And then somebody pointed out that, like, Cripps has had, like, twice as many free kicks as Bontempelli this year. <laughs> and then also, like... <laughs> Bontempelli can't win the brown though because he spent like three games out with like appendicitis <laughs> and then he got hit in the back which was sore he was like there was a shot on um, TV where he was like taking like he just had like a hand full of like painkillers and just like <laughs> knocked him back and then went back on gets punched in the back the man's had an organ removed not so <laughs> like recently like is. Not so like recently, not so long ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And they were like, but also Kerno gets taken care of so well mm-hmm. that you had to touch him. They'd be like holding Kerno. I'm like, don't get dazzled by his golden locks. Yeah. He doesn't even surf properly. <laughs> like I don't even like. And I saw. I actually saw him on the off season at a cafe. Um, in Y River, so the beach, but mm. it was like 10 a.m., no shirt. I was like, on, Charlie, we get it. You get to work out for a living, but just I'm trying to eat <laughs> my breakfast burrito here, and it's very distracting, but like, it's just like, I don't know, just get out of like, yeah. you can't. The umpiring was just bad, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was just bad umpiring. I th- I saw, um, uh, you you tweeted on the Kennelkoff's Twitter about the the Crips versus Bontempelli um, 
The it, poll always, always the poll comes out. every time. And every like clockwork came out. But um, there was a, tw- a tweet that I, that caught my eye from Jess, and she's gone career highlights for Marcus Spontempelli, AFL Premiership, two times Charles Sutton Medal, All Australian Team, uh, four times twenty two under twenty two. Best Young Player of the Year, Best First Year Player, Chris Grant, Best First Year Player, AFL Rising Star Nom, um, and then like put next to career highlights for Crips, and that's John Nichols medalist, uh, two times 22 under two, and Rising Star runner-up. So <coughs> when you put them next to each other, I don't think there's an argument to be made for Crips to be a better player. However, the polls are always so lopsided in favour of Crips, and it's yeah. becoming a bit of a joke. Yeah, and it's or not any to player say, that's put next to Bontempelli, for that matter. Yeah, and it's not to say that like Cripps isn't a good player, right? And they're different sorts of like midfielders, I guess. But like at the same time, I just feel or like remember when Bontempelli was at I don't know like last year or the year before or something, and all these people were like, "Oh, he's arrogant!" Like, rah, rah, rah. really? Yeah, there was this oh, whole man. like spin on social media of just like angry, jealous people in the comments being like. He's an angry, like, he's an arrogant, he thinks he's so good, he needs to get his head out of his butt and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, let's <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, he's just a young man going about his business. Yeah. Like, Cut somebody like slack. Thomas Bug, you could make mm. an argument for him being arrogant and stuff like that. But I don't know, it was, like, this weird thing. But, yeah, he's had, like, looking at his accolades, he's had a more successful career. I mean winning a premiership helps haha but like I don't know I just don't see the point of like pitting two like rising stars against each other it'll be different at the end of their careers you're kind of like okay like who who's you know who would you rather yes or like they used to do this thing on on the couch I think it was last season or the season before yeah it would have been the season before because they kept talking about who would you take first if you're going to build a team around them Jesse Hogan or Jake Stringer and it was when Stringer was actually like okay Um, and yeah, that sort of thing. Or I could get, or they would ask like every interviewee like that question, like who, and that kind of makes yeah. sense. And they would like tally it up. But just being like every single time Bulldogs <laughs> and Carlton play, being like who's the better player, yeah, is kind of like. It's funny you're talking about um, Bond and Pelly critics because Tom Liberatore's um, quote surfaced for some reason throughout the week, and mm-hmm. it was he is not a. Uh, He's not that good at footy. He's got a horrible haircut. He's pretty ugly, big schnoz. He's pretty shy with the girls. He needs to find a good woman, but he's a good Italian boy like me. That's my favourite thing <laughs> the in the whole world. <laughs> Last line's quite sweet. He's yes. a good Italian boy like me. I want to know, because I've only seen the screenshot of that quote as well. Like, I haven't seen it, like, in an article. It's So, I think it's from the Wink from the Universe. And it's oh, got, really? Yeah. So, he profiles Libba and asks Libba what he thinks of Marcus Bond. was <laughs> <What was> his <laughs> response. Like, Something else. It's kind of weird. He's a good Italian boy like <laughs> yeah. me. I like it. Hey, Jed Lamb was fined two thousand dollars for striking the bont. Mm-hmm. So, Deserved. Um, should have yeah. been more. Should have right been about more. About eight weeks. That's a gaff-like <laughs> incident in my books. Do you think they take into account that Jed Lamb has track record of just like not being liked by other AFL players? Yeah, he's a he's a um a negator if, for. A, Na- lack of a better word. Yeah, like a yeah. They they a use him to stir him up, <laughs> stir up other players, don't they? Because yep. he's the one that got knocked out by Basha Hooli, yep. who's like generally regarded as a very like placid man. Mm. Knocks him out. It, it was Jed Lamb, wasn't it? I'm not making yeah, this up. Yeah, I think so. I'll, and then let me um, just Google <laughs> that. Dale Thomas was fined two thousand dollars for misconduct on Brad Lynch. Was that just the 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 
the brawl, at the start of the brawl, I imagine. Yeah, that little bit in there, yeah, which was funny because it was like Dale Thomas. And then did you, did you hear about this? A guy threw a Powerade <laughs> bottle at Dale Thomas and got escorted out. I was like, true. That's I good. feel like Bulldogs supporters have like a bad rap for throwing stuff. <laughs> Wasn't that somebody tipped a thing of beer on That's right, Toby, Toby Green. Green. That was so funny. But then it was <sighs> like alleged that the beer could have also been piss. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I want to shake that man's hand. <laughs> like... Imagine, like, uh, like you think about it. You think about tipping a glass of piss on Toby Green, but you never do it. Yeah, that's right. Like, um, that's something you say, like, oh, man, I'd throw a beer at him. I, yeah, which was <laughs> pretty stuff. funny, but, like, I don't uh, know. I feel like, I mean, don't throw things at We're players. not going to encourage people to throw Dale Thomas, things at people. I mean, you feel bad for him. Like, never been the best Dale in the league, obviously. At least earns the nickname Daisy. Daisy Pierce. Yes, you know, AFLW gets created. (laughs) Daisy Pierce gets to play at an AFL level, and he's not even the best Daisy anymore. He's having a real identity crisis. Mick Malthouse isn't there to like hold his hand anymore. He doesn't know what's going on. He does look quite timid out on the field. I remember in uh, yeah, and I feel like he just must be like, what happened? Because I remember in like year six or year seven, he was like every girl at school was like, oh my god, Dal Thomas, he's so cute. Yeah, he had like the. And I was like, he's a dirty Collingwood scumbag. <laughs> but, like, I was a very angry child. But, like, um, yeah, like, he was, like, the, um, yeah, like, dream boy for um, 12-year-old girls everywhere. And now it's just no one could care less about him. Like, yeah. Felton, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Mick Malthouse. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, destroying Dale Thomas. <laughs> destroying Carlton and Dale Thomas. But, yeah, but people were like, oh, Bontempelli was, was diving for that but I I didn't think he like Bevo said that got him in the like in the back where he'd been injured the previous week yeah, or something so like that yeah so he's got an injured back he's sensitive and um he he fell down he's I think. a good Italian boy so he's a good Italian boy maybe that's boy. why that people think he was like diving like <laughs> he had that soccer influence uh-huh. but like again had I don't know oh no your appendix is on your front isn't yeah it? But still, I'm I don't sure know. You could I just don't see him somebody who dives. Nah. I don't think we have really any, apart from Toby McLean yeah. going for a high free kicks, I don't think we have really anybody that... The thing that I that sort of think thing. that's different with a high free kick is that going for a high free kick is quite, like, scary. It and takes a... It's going sk- it <laughs> to hurt. You've got to put your body on the line. <laughs> Whereas taking a dive, your body was... Yeah, I don't know. You've got the cushiony Eddie had turf to, like, soften your fall. Yeah. Um... You've written here, Norton took a few good marks. Yep. Impressive game, but they overlooked him again for the rising star. Yeah, picked the wrong Aaron yeah, in the back line. Also, if you look at two of Aaron Francis's, that's in a player who got it marks, mm. they brought it up on, on the couch. It was that Jack Rewalt should have been given the free kick. Hurley both times takes Jack Rewalt out of the contest right. illegally, and Aaron Francis takes the mark. So... <sighs> it's like one of those things, like... We bought it up like mid season, like oh Norton, he'll eventually get it. But um, he's got one more. But he better have a bloody oh good game on the God. weekend, if or it, I'm gonna lose. I don't know how the um, the eligibility works, but he won't be able to be nominated next year, really, because he's he played too many, play too many games. Many games. It's like ten games or something. Rising star eligibility. Thank you. To be eligible to be nominated for the award, a player must be younger than 21 years of age on the 1st of January of the award year and have played 10 or fewer senior games before the beginning of the season. Yeah. So he won't be available, he won't be eligible next year. But 
jokes on them when he wins a Norm Smith. So yeah, I think it just confirms our like conspiracy theory that the maybe like Nab have it in against the dogs. They just don't. It's because of all the uh, screaming about the big four banks that I do <laughs> on Burke Street <laughs> on a Monday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, they don't, and they associate. Me heavily with the Bulldogs, obviously, yeah. because I dress in full Bulldogs kit and scream about <laughs> how the banks rot the people. But um, so we apologise on behalf of the kennel cough to, yeah, to the but, Western yeah. Bulldogs. But I mean, I mean, fingers crossed, Ed Richards comes second. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what are they, well, everyone's maybe. saying Witherden and Stevenson. Oh, I've got it in for Witherden. I read all this stuff that was like train it, trade him into your fantasy team. Does his hamstring in the first quarter of the last game? I was like. I lost one of my fantasy prelims because of Witherden, and I'm very angry about it. Hopefully, they'll take that into consideration come NAB Rising Star. Yeah. Um, Bont had career-high disposals. Yeah, while injured, 37. Incredible. Yeah, well, they're saying he probably won't play next week because he hurt his back the week before against North. doesn't help Jeb Lamb is punching him in the back. But Yeah, how about, like, just let him rest? Let the man, let the boys play. Let Yeah, exactly. Let the, the boys opposite. play and let the Bont rest. <laughs> This one, he just looked <laughs> sore. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Did you expect us to do more against Carlton after the performance against North Melbourne last week? Kind of. Yeah. Sorry, I read that out for no, yeah, that was, I was super like, awkward. <laughs> the question that I wrote down. <laughs> you just read it out and then answered. But that's good. I'm glad. Uh, yes. So I was following it loosely on my phone, and I was a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like I was kind of refreshing it like gosh we're down by two points this is not great no but goals are being kicked yeah <laughs> i mean in the end i'll take the win it's it would have been nice to just pump carlton because as we said we don't like carlton that no, much don't like them i like them when they're doing badly because yep. as soon as they get a little sniffy whiff of <laughs> the good times they just go off their head and yep. they're so like arrogant about it you know? Yeah. And then it becomes, oh my gosh, Kerno, oh my gosh, how yeah, and Crips. Like they're, they're going to be good. Like they are, yeah. If McKay and Kerno and Cripps and that new kid, De Conning, yeah. the king. Does it really? Yeah, in like oh. German, I think. Cool. I think it's German. In, what if I say De Conning Google in Trent. English? Yep. Oh, it's Dutch. <laughs> there you go. According to Google Translate, he's the Dutch king. Uh, watch out, Wayne Carey. There's a new king in town. Do they yeah. call it? Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> first kick, first goal. No, first kick, first goal assist. Oh, yeah. that's Second right. Second kick, first goal. What an elusive club he joins. First yeah. kick, first goal assist. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. I mean, so they look good, and it was a good game between like two young sides. I think they were younger than us. Mm. Um, but it was funny, like seeing you know got Del Morris and Cade Simpson like playing. Um, for both teams and then just children everywhere. <laughs> and again, on the... Um, speaking of Ed Richards before, on the commentary, they were kept they keep calling him Little Louie, like Sandy mm. Roberts and Eddie Maguire. They're really persisting with that, aren't and they? And I'm like, let let the boy have his own... Like, do you ever get called by your great-uncle's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, my great-uncle is. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I have a few great-uncles great and aunties, but <laughs> I've never been... Called by any of their names. Yeah. So how about let the boy it's, make an? It would be himself? uncomfortable for poor Ed. Yeah, but I reckon it's because he's good and like Eddie Maguire yeah. wants him at the 
at the pies, obviously. Yeah. And then, like, Sandy Roberts is just, like, senile, and I don't think he realises he's doing it half the time. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> uh, Ed, uh, Ed McGuire has this innate ability to just kill any excitement in a game of football. He does. Especially that clip we played before, like, the JJ goal, doesn't sound like anything exciting ha- is happening. Like, he just... I don't know. He lacks I excitability. I don't like his... Oh, like, at the end of um, the game, he was like, ah, yep, there's the Bulldogs' last home game for the season. I was like, mate, we haven't had a home game since <laughs> yeah. Ballarat. Like, Good one. <laughs> nice work, idiot. Like, uh, it was just like... I don't know. It was very odd. He's like, yep, Bulldogs' last home game, saying goodbye to Eddie Had. I was like, oh, how about... They're wearing white shorts, genius. <laughs> like, that's generally means that it's a away game. Yeah, like, as the... I don't know. And he got a few things wrong. Or they keep calling Trengo Roughhead and stuff like that. And then they called somebody else Roughhead that looks nothing like <laughs> Roughhead or Trengo or something. And I was just like... Caleb Daniel? Yeah, true. <laughs> it was just... Or they call him Daniels or things yeah. like that. And I'm just like... I know Trengrove's a frustrating one. I know that I say Trengrove a lot, so oh. I need to work on How that. Dare you. But at least I acknowledge it. And also, nobody's paying me. So just say Trengrove. <laughs> yeah. This... This podcast is purely for my own amusement. Uh, <laughs> that being said, if anyone would like to sponsor us, yeah. like, if anyone would like to sponsor us, we will stop calling it Trengrove. Yeah, I will not rest. And if I was, I'm going to call him Trengrove until he explicitly pays me to call him the yep. right name. But look, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just like slack stuff. And yeah, he butchered a few other bits and pieces, Eddie McGuire, and I was kind of like. Cool. <laughs> so glad you... Off the painkillers, are we, Eddie? Yeah, gee. <laughs> yeah, never forget. <laughs> um, Adam White tweeted this interesting stat, okay, I suppose. Um, Western Bulldogs have six players that have averaged 30 disposals or more over the last three matches. Jackson McRae, Lockie Hunter, Josh Dunkley, Marcus Bondampelli, Caleb Daniel and JJ, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So you've got to... Our midfield's looking good really good. Mid- and yeah. then, like, off the ball, like, behind the ball, sorry, sort of thing with, like, Daniel and JJ, I guess, playing more, like, halfback. Mm. I think Josh Dunkley's been so good. Like, his right? stats over the last couple of weeks have been phenomenal, like, really laying the tackles and stuff. It's all that good food that he eats. Yeah. Oh, he was every on time. a cooking show um, yeah. the other day. I did tape it, but I haven't got a chance to Ready, watch steady it. Ready, steady cook? Oh, I wish. It's like with an ex-MasterChef contestant. Ah, fair enough. And I was like, hell yes. This is like right up my alley. Um, It's like the Venn diagram of TV shows I like to watch, cooking shows and footy. Football, cooking. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching that at some point. Pretty exciting stuff for Josh. Um, I know I bang on about it a lot. Life after footy. (laughs) It's easy to forget that he got dropped like mid-season and has came back firing. So... Yeah. I'm all for it. I reckon he'll be... And people are saying he'll be the next Josh Kennedy. JPK. JPK. Um, yeah. Which I like. As long as, like, that kicking efficiency, obviously, but he's finding a lot of the ball, which is outstanding. That's and the first step. Yeah, exactly. Um, injury report. This one's just taken straight from the Western Bulldogs website. <laughs> Marcus Bontempelli injured his lower back in the Round 21 North Melbourne game. Although his symptoms did improve towards the back end of last week, they were aggravated during the game on the weekend. We'll work hard to get Marcus right this week, but determine his availability later in the week. Both Fletcher Roberts and Nathan Mullinger McHugh suffered concussion episodes in the VFL game on the weekend. Both were withdrawn from the game. We'll work through a process with our doctors this week to determine their availability. Bailey Williams has completed the end-stage rehab following his foot stress injury that he suffered. He completed a really good footy session on the weekend. He'll come back into a full training model this week, and if he gets through as I expect, he'll return to playing this weekend. 
Shane Biggs has missed the last two weeks with some general soreness in his knee. This soreness has really improved in the last couple of days and he completed a great footy session on the weekend. Again, if he completes training this week like I expect, he'll come back into availability this weekend. Big one there is obviously Bont probably won't play this weekend, but exciting that Williams could return. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think he is a forgotten good mm. player. Um, he was having such a good season. Like, he was... Yeah, it was <laughs> such a shame when he went out. This is what I was trying to get to, but... Yes. It'll be good to have him back. I agree. Um, yeah, and I didn't realise Biggs had knee soreness. Oh, yeah. Neither did I. Gosh, I forget about Biggs. I feel so bad. I never forget about him. <laughs> I'm always Shame Biggs, never forget. Yeah, that, but also just consistently in the back of my head. Yeah. It's like... Shane Biggs like oh you know like um, on the TV when the screen like goes into like standby and the thing like boops around like the logo yeah 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 do, do, and you wait for do. it to hit the corners yeah like in the office um, it's that that's my like brain <laughs> Shane Biggs Shane Biggs just his head yeah cool like floating around that's pretty normal like, yeah I have a very normal person <laughs> with a lot of normal interests and thoughts uh, um, in the VFL the dogs went down to Essendon, which was a bit of like a do-or-die game. I don't think they'll play finals from here on in. No, so we have to beat Port Melbourne, who are the premiers from... No, Yikes. doing as well as they were last season, but still premiers from last year. Um, <laughs> premiers falling off the year after they won were, were unheard of. <laughs> um, but Essendon, more, more fantastically... Essendon have to lo- lose to bl- the Northern Blues on this <laughs> side. And... Let wow. me tell you, they are not. It's not a story of like, oh well, they're going good in their reserves. Mm. It's it's not. I believe they are the lowest AFL affiliated side, off the top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, something like that. Something bad yeah. for them. It was forty points to eighty five, and it was on Saturday when it was like just raining, hail, whatever. It was quite heavy, so I think that played into it. The Bombers got the upper hand. In the third quarter, they kind of broke away, and we just couldn't. I don't think we kicked. We kicked four goals at in at halftime. We kicked four goals, and then we went didn't kick a goal in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, we just kicked uh, nine points, and that was it. Oh so yeah, inaccuracy is consistent through both grades, which is good Consistency to see. Consistency is key. Correct. Yeah. Um, and this weekend, the dogs in the AFL are playing Richmond for the last game of the season. Yeah, at the MCG. Hey, Q screaming, you've written yep. here. It's unfair how good they are at the MCG. Yeah, so, but, you know, maybe you were saying before... Mm. Um, he's a scoop that, for you. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> or Fresh. A scoop Scanlon has come <laughs> through... He's back. ...with the news, <laughs> breaking... Breaking, breaking rumours. Yeah, uh, breaking rumours. Well, Richmond rested a few players last week against Essendon, and they're pretty much Wait, locked didn't away. Did they rest last week? Just Cochin and oh, did Cochin not play? Yeah, Cochin was rested. He's just such a vanilla man. <laughs> that I forget. If you were to think of like just a basic human being, right? A basic even football player, like yeah, just what like comes a stock mind. standard bit of a square, like you'd prototype. Be like, yeah, Trent Cochin. Mm. That's who it is. Even listening to him talk, it's oh, a lot it's of footy cliches. Yeah. He just, I'm like, are you? <laughs> Give me some personality, yeah. please, Cochin. Also, his one of his kids looks exactly like him, which always freaks me out. It's just, it's just like a small child version, oh. like on a little girl's. It's like his face in a little girl's body. My God. <laughs> 
like, but yeah, maybe he'll play. I don't know. Well, I've never really. I feel bad. I don't know if it's like my inherent bias against him because I think he looks weird, mm. like just like a boring person. But I don't think he's like that good. I was of the same belief until I saw the game against Geelong last year in the finals, okay. where he he kicked that like pretty good goal and yeah, like I'm not saying he's not. But one game good, doesn't make a good player, I but suppose. I don't know. He just doesn't seem. He's not the inspirational mm. leader that you kind of. But I know Pip. Like I don't know. I feel like I need to watch more of him specifically, and then I would have a better opinion other than like, oh, he looks like a nerd, and <laughs> I don't think he's. I reckon he's like a poor man's Eastern Wood almost. Like yeah, he's like true. It's yeah. not like Eastern Wood is like the flashiest, like you know, like kookiest man around, but he's got a better haircut and like yep. he's, more chiselled chin. So much more handsome, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously the first thing you want yeah. as a captain. But like, speaks from the heart more than you're right, and just like footy cliches. Yeah, and it makes me. I'll do actually. You know the reason I don't like him. Remember that captain's documentary. That yep. was like on Channel Seven a couple. So like, boring. Couple of years ago. Him and Mark Murphy. Oh, <laughs> I was like, and like come his on. wife was like soup like. Not to, like, get personal, but she just was the same. And that's what made me think, oh, it's not just... Because, you know, sometimes you see players and they speak in, like, footy cliches, but you can tell they're just, like, a bit nervous in front yeah. of the camera. And you're like, okay, I get it. And, like, I understand that players are, like, trained within an inch of their life, like, for media stuff. And you're kind of like, oh, it's a bit disappointing. But, you know, especially if you do get nervous, like, in yep. front of the camera, being really well-trained probably helps you out because you don't have to worry. But, like, I don't know, just, like, it was them at home and they were both just, like talking about robots and I was like oh this sucks and I'm like how are you supposed to be an inspirational Lydia if you're an actual robot anyway Um, not to like man I feel really (laughs) I actually do feel a bit that was mean even for me put in his family For his for the whole Cochin family. Watch though. this space though. I think Jack Rewalt might get rested this weekend. Really? I like Jack Because he's in line he's for the Coleman. Yeah, that's it. Um but because he's in the running for the Coleman. Oh true. There's like the conflict, like he'll be like to Damien Hardwick, no, you gotta play me because I want to win the Coleman. And I Damien hope Hardwick he will be plays like nah. and Eastonwood gives him to no goals because be he's cool. an inspirational captain with personality. Because he's got a bit of character about got him. Got a bit of bit of summit that Trent Conchin doesn't. I don't know. I'm trying. I want to say something positive <laughs> about him. He should have been um, rubbed out for the grand final last year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Katie Burns suspended for yeah. less. So maybe that's why. I just feel like enough things have stacked up against him that mm. I only see the bad things about him. But I. Yeah. Sorry, Trent. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Everyone that I've ever met called Trent is really annoying. Um, um, let's wrap this up. <laughs> please. Uh, next week, we're going to do a little season wrap-up kind of thing. So make sure you tune in next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll download take it. in a scalp. Yeah. Um, but as we said earlier, if you haven't listened to the Sarah Jolly interview, it's a cracker. Just uh, find that one on iTunes or whatever you listen to your podcasts on. And, yeah, we'll see you next week.